Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the WRL Daily Download. I'm Jack Hagel. North Carolina is losing teachers faster than it can replace them. As a result, a state committee is tinkering with how it evaluates and compensates teachers. It's an effort that supporters think could attract more teachers, but also keep existing teachers from leaving. But it's not without controversy. WREL education insider Emily Walkenhorst is here to tell us all about it. Hi, Emily. Hey, Jack. So tell us about this plan and what this committee hopes to accomplish. So at a basic level, this plan um, basically raises um, the starting pay for a fully licensed teacher to about $56,000. You might enter a little bit a couple steps below, but it would still be, you know, an increase from the starting pay today. And so what it would do is it would raise the pay and it would also provide more teacher leadership positions that would be used for supporting especially early career teachers. But another big thing it would do is it would tie your ability to be a teacher to you being able to prove you have been effective for three out of the last five years. So once you had that full license, you would need to prove that to be able to obtain that. And then you would also need to prove that to be able to keep it every five years. So those are the big things. What qualifications does someone need to have to become a teacher in the state? So currently, um, typically, you are going to have a bachelor's degree in education, and you are going to get a license in your subject area. Um, If that's going to be math, elementary education, things like that, you can enter the teaching profession without a bachelor's degree in education. You would get what they call today a, a residency license. Essentially, that's a temporary license that would require you to affiliate with some kind of educator preparation program. So that could be a college. You would say, I'm going to get a master's degree in education. And um, then you would be able to become a teacher so long as you met some of those requirements that today's teachers are, uh, like if you had a bachelor's degree in education, what you would need to do to obtain that full license. And so that's the reality to today. And so under this new proposal, you could still have lots of teachers who um, don't have a bachelor's degree in education, and they would be put in a specific pathway to become a teacher. And ultimately, everybody would have to meet the same qualifications to become a fully licensed teacher, which is proving that you've been effective for three out of the last five years. So it sounds like in in the end, they're all going to have to be just as effective as one another. But is the state essentially lowering the barriers to entry through this plan? So you already don't need a bachelor's degree in education to become a teacher. Um, What this basically does is it says, we don't really care what your bachelor's degree is in. We just need you by a certain period to have proven that you're effective three out of the last five years. Why is the state looking to change this now? So North Carolina has for many years 
um, struggled with a kind of a, an imbalance in recruitment and retention. So you've had several thousand people leaving the profession every year, um, basically quitting teaching in the state of North Carolina. But the state of North Carolina only produces so many people out of educator preparation programs. And it's typically not enough to m- make up for all of the people leaving. So you can hire from out of state, um, but that gap is also widening every year. Um, We're seeing significantly more people quitting than um, being produced here in the state because the number produced in the state is just lower and lower every year. And so basically the state's in a situation where they need to find a way to get more people in the teaching profession and also keep them there. So the idea behind the plan is more people will want to be a teacher if they can make more money. And if we also have more teacher leaders who can you know, provide guidance and feedback, especially to early career teachers, maybe some of those early career teachers who are the most likely to quit among teachers might feel more prepared and thus might stick around. So why has it been so hard to keep teachers? And also, why aren't people entering the profession? People have a variety of answers to this question. It depends on a person as far as what stresses them out the most. But the things that you often hear from existing teachers about what is stressing them out, it's a lot of a lot of concerns about pay, but it's also a lot of concerns about paperwork. It's concerns about, you know, having to comply with all of these different new rules coming in and what kind of paperwork that creates. It's uh, feeling a lot of pressure from administration and other outside forces to have high test scores. It's, um, you know, I've heard people say that they feel like relationships between teachers and administrators are perhaps declining in some schools and, you know, it's student behavior maybe is is worse now than it used to be. And it's just kind of a piling on of things that are stressful. And then you also factor in perhaps, um, you know, other things that have happened at, from at a state level, you know, there's been a decline in the amount of money the state spends on professional development. Teachers are required to have professional development to maintain their licenses. And so now the state doesn't cover as much of that anymore. Um, they can't get extra pay for having a master's degree. And many teachers have master's degree. A very large percentage have master's degrees. And Um, You know, certain benefits have been removed. Teachers no longer get longevity pay. All state employees get longevity pay for having worked for the state for a certain amount of time. Teachers are the only ones who do not. They used to, but they don't anymore. And so there are a lot of teachers who just feel like perhaps they the profession isn't as respected as it once was. And then on the entry level, when you hear a lot of negative things, perhaps you might think, you might have an impression of the teaching profession that you're not going to make much money. Maybe you're going to decide that's really not the career for you. Statistically, teachers don't make as much money as other people who have bachelor's degrees. The cost of college is rising. And, you know, a lot of people might just be deciding it's it's not for them. There's also been a little bit of research that has shown people have maybe an exaggerated idea of how little teachers make, but teachers do we know, make less than uh, the typical bachelor's degree holder. We'll be back after the break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with WREL education insider Emily Walkenhorse. We'll talk about how teachers are currently measured 
and why some teachers aren't crazy about the plan. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to the WRAL Daily Download. I'm talking with WRAL Education Insider Emily Walkenhorst about a state proposal to change teacher licensing. Emily, how are schools measuring teacher effectiveness now? So right now, they're using a combination of factors. It might be principal observations um, or this model, um, which is referred to as value-added modeling. Um, What's that? Value-added modeling is basically a measurement of how well an algorithm predicted a student would do on a test and how well the student actually did on that test. And it tries to find the difference, and then it averages them for teachers. And essentially, through a series of calculations, what value-added modeling is trying to show is did a teacher have a good impact on their students, they have a neutral impact, or did they have a negative impact on their students? And what comes of those evaluations? Right now, it doesn't have an impact on your licensure. Um, I'm not aware that, you know, lots of teachers are being terminated for how they're evaluated currently. Um, uh, but that, you know, um, so, so teachers are not being terminated for how they're being evaluated currently. And there is a little bit of concern in this new plan that they might be. And that's led to some consternation among teachers, right? They're not exactly behind this plan. Right. I think they have, they've always had a lot of questions about what the value-added modeling is really showing. Um, and this proposal, basically, to prove effectiveness, would use either the value-added modeling for teachers whose students actually take the standardized tests, um, which is about 40% of teachers, or it would provide one of two additional options. Um, it would be a series of observations, including by a teacher leader, um, students, a principal, and then there would be another option of some kind of growth review. Um, and those last two haven't really been fleshed out. They have kind of maybe an idea of who they want to do observations, but they haven't picked a specific, you know, rubric of observation or a specific survey they want students to take. And so those 60% of teachers who would have to use one of those two models because their students don't take standardized tests are really, they have a lot of questions about what those will actually look like. And they're fairly, ner fairly nervous about it. 
Basically, this effectiveness measure would be one of those three different ways, the value-added observations or some kind of growth review. And those would not be combined for a single measure of effectiveness. You would have to pick one of those three. In your recent article about this, you heard some real-life stories from teachers about this value-add model. What did you hear from them? So a lot of teachers uh, said they don't completely understand the model. Um, what happens is, is your students take the tests in the spring and you receive some kind of a score, some kind of report in around October, show, like telling you basically, did this algorithm decide, find that you were effective or had a, a neutral impact on your students? And a lot of them just don't really understand the score. They'll get a number, it's a, a one, a six, a minus one, and they don't necessarily understand why that report does not tell them, you know, you failed to teach students X, Y, or Z standards, or you need to fix this or that about how you approach a certain topic. What it really just gives you is a number. And a lot of them just don't understand why their numbers are what they are. They might get a very nice number one year where they thought it was an average year, and they might have another year where they thought, they were really proud of their students or the work they did, and the number's not as high. So a lot of them just kind of have questions about whether this algorithm is fair. Um, a lot of experts at the national level will say the model is probably fairly accurate when used at scale, and it can have a little bit more volatility when it's used at the classroom level. And... Um, you know, but at the at the classroom level, when teachers are thinking this is a number, that's that's now my label of what kind of impact I actually had, it can be very stressful to some teachers. I talked to one who said there was so much emphasis at one of the high schools he worked at in Wake County that he actually that actually partly influenced his decision to take a job at another high school, where he felt the students were doing just as well but maybe where they weren't nearly as worried about this number. So what's next for this plan? So there will be a committee meeting on Thursday. It's a subcommittee of the State Board of Education, and they are essentially deciding whether to recommend this draft plan as it is to the State Board of Education, which would then pass it along as a recommendation to the General Assembly. And they'd like to move fairly quickly on this. The State Board of Education, um, various members have already said they support it, and they really want to move it along. The General Assembly meets uh, early next year for the start of their next long session, and they want this plan before them at that time. So there's a lot that would still need to play out just in terms of getting it to the General Assembly and actually getting it passed and signed into law. And then there would need to be a lot of planning after that just to figure out exactly what this, what some of these reviews would, would look like for teachers. And there's also, of course, always a possibility the General Assembly will make some kind of major change and say, we don't want 56000 as a starting salary for a fully licensed teacher. Maybe they you know, change that quite a bit. There is a cost associated with raising these salaries, and this committee has tried to find some kind of happy medium. And so it'll come down to uh, essentially, you know, what lawmakers think, what it actually gets to them. Well, I'm sure you'll keep us posted as it progresses. Emily, thank you. 
That's WRAL's Education Insider, Emily Walkenhorst. If you'd like to read our in-depth article about North Carolina's plan for teacher licenses, visit the education section of WRAL.com. Thanks for listening to the WRAL Daily Download and for making us part of your morning routine. Another great way to get WRAL news is the Morning Briefing Newsletter. It's a daily email that's waiting for you in your inbox every morning with triangle news, events, and headlines to get you ready for the day. Sign up at WRAL.com newsletter.